So, uh, last time on Trendsetters, Megalad came back! Hey, look at that! Megalad's back! Hooray! Also, uh, he brought a CAC ship with him, and that sort of crashed into the lake, and when the, uh, the players went in to explore, they witnessed that a single CAC had survived, and then they met Gary again, and then they went to go question the CAC, and turns out it's, it's very confused about a lot of things. It's very smart, but also very confused about a lot of things. And then they went home to process Megalad being back, and then after they were done processing the fact that Megalad was back, uh, Megalad came back a second time. But before we get into the repercussions of that, Penny! Yeah, what? So, you were out of the city doing business this entire time. Uh, the, the, the entire time all that was happening, you've been going basically from, like, mid-US to, like, up the west coast to, like, secure business deals and such, and now you're on your way back. Uh, how are you traveling? Are you, like, using your ship, or are you... No, I okay. am traveling by plane. Alright. Do you have access to Al at any point during this? That's a good, good, that's a good question. Hmm... Let's go with no, just because I want to annoy you. <laughs> okay. I've got my cell phone. Alright, yeah, you've got your cell phone. Um, so, on your cell phone, you are there's some still developing news about what's been going on in Halcyon City. Because everybody thought, oh shit, the cacks were coming back. And, uh, I'm going... I'll let you decide. Have you run into the CAC ever before? Like, they, they are technically not of this dimension, but they've also come into this dimension before. I think we established no. Did we? I thought maybe we Didn't we make a... Didn't at some point somebody made a joke that the cat, there are CAC in this dimension? It's just that they are very small. I figured that would be a thing, that we would in fact have our own CAC in this dimension, because... It's like the biggest shift between dimensions is Megalad getting punched or not. So we should have our own, but I guess universal variables could have made it so that our cacts are peaceful, spacefaring, religious nomads. Oh yeah, that's that's the canon. That's the that's the new canon, the calf canon. Space Mormons. Just kind of weird. Oh, God. They, they spread their space religion. We said peaceful, ape. Peaceful. Anyway. So to answer the question then, Penny, have you met the cat? I mean, yes, but I definitely have never thought anything of them. It's just like, oh, yeah, I've met, like, a cat before. They're, they're not uncommon in space. They're pretty unremarkable. They're just big bugs. That's Yeah, like... There are a lot of people in space that are just big bugs. 
how did that, if I could ask, square between what would have been your first experience with them when you were 10 of them being an interdimensional invading army that almost took out an entire borough of your home city. This is true. Um, you were there for the Cactivation when you were 10. I mean, true. So, like, I do remember that time Halcyon got invaded. And I remember there were big bugs, I'm pretty sure, involved. So, I imagine Penny was, like, actually pretty wary of, like, big bug aliens for a, while, for a hot minute. But she was in space for seven years. It was definitely a thing she was worried about, but you know, no one's telling it. No one's telling a ten-year-old. Ah, these aliens were called the Cacth, and yada yada, etc. It was just, hey, the aliens were here. Now they're gone. You don't need to worry anymore. Exactly. All right. So, um, there's some big news about like the Cacth, a Cacth ship having like come through the dimension and like crashed into the lake. Uh, and then, thanks to the efforts of a bunch of different superheroes, they managed to extract it out of the lake. Uh, turns out that most on board were dead. And then there's also another breaking news where it's like, Megalad's back? Question mark? Because it's still, like, weird. Because he doesn't look the same, but he looks similar enough, and he's calling himself Megalad. So nobody's quite sure about what's happening there. So that's an interesting plane trip home, uh, because... The worst part is I only found out once I was on my fucking connecting flight, because I had my phone off the entire time. I had it set to airplane <laughs> mode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and then you will get back to the base momentarily. I kind of want to cut to see, like, the immediate aftermath of the cliffhanger I left it on. So, I believe Megalad opened the door, said that he was back, and then Zero answered the door. Zero answered the door Megalad and said, said, hi, I'm back. I'm ready to join the team again. And Zero called over its shoulder. Megalad, it's for you. Oh, uh, okay, it's door. Yes, answering the door. Um, uh, oh, Okay, um, you, oh, um, shit, yeah, okay, okay, um, huh, what's going on here, um, oh, I'm, I'm back, um, who are you, you look like me, I, I, I look like, you, you look like me, I, I, can okay, I, okay, <laughs> so, wh- this is hell, and I love it. <laughs> so I want to know. Literally, Colin, don't interrupt. This is great. Oh, okay, I was gonna ask for everybody else's reactions, but well, uh, can I can I come in at least? Um, oh, uh, yes, yes, of, of course you can. Yes, come, come, come. We need to figure this out. Yes, yes, in, 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 in. Um, yes. Uh, uh, okay. Um, everyone. Um, something weird's going on. Um, it's me, but it's young me. Um. And young Megalad um, looks out. Hey guys, I'm I'm back. I back from immediately Japan. Immediately crumple a bit, and I just like grab 
Felix. Yeah. Felix, I can't, I can't handle this right now. In benefit of hindsight, given the multidimensional bullshit I, surrounding Gary, this I probably should have been expected. This. No, I, this is absolutely some more shit, but it should have been, we should have seen this coming. I vanish. No, uh, bye. Felix, how are, how are you, lad? How are you doing? It's been a while. I am present. Okay, and there's good old Nick at the back. How are you doing, Nick? Multidimensionality is usually signified by a change in hue. However, from what I can detect, both of you are identical in this category. Are we going to have another visit by the time, Cops? Because I don't know if I can handle that on top of everything else. Uh, that's a good point point there, um, Nick. Um, young, young me, um, I think let's, let's have a look at our energy. If we're, um, the, um, your hum, your specific, uh, your hum of your energy, that, that should signify whether you're, um, from here or, or, or not. Um, so let, let's do this and both mega lads make an energy ball. Yeah. You guys are reading the same hum. Huh, that's exactly the same. Hmm. Okay, so we appear to be um, both from this dimension. That's odd. Do you... If multidimensionality is taken off the table, there may be other causes in play. As I recall, the superhero Scorpion Man had issues with multiple versions of himself running around simultaneously during the early 1990s. Uh, yes, I think I I have a theory. Um, um, it, it was just a theory based on how the multiverse works, but never seen it happen in all in all the universes I've. Um, uh, cre- created. Um, this is what I, g- I guess the easiest way to think of it is as an internal branch. Um, obviously, as you know, w- w- when we get injured, um, we split and a new a new branch is formed. It's a, it's, a, it's it's like the equivalent of a choice. Um, one in one universe, I am hurt, and in this universe, I am not hurt. Uh, what seems to have happened here is um, the effect of the portal caused an internal branch. Um, he says, what was it, you've come from Japan? Weird. Um, you should probably tell us more about that in a minute. Um, and obviously I went outside the universe. Um, so, so so, that could explain why, why there's two of me. Internal multiverse branch. Essentially, essentially the, the, the rift caused a split within rather than without. I, I, I think that's uh, that's my working theory anyway. Um, uh, uh, yes, uh, I, I think I need to I need to look look, look more into this. Yes. Uh, I do want to rule that uh, Chloe, you can walk in at any time at this point. Uh, just feel free to drop in whenever. Got it, Chief. Curious. It is true that the multiverse is 
more expansive in its nature than a spectrum of megalads would imply. Hmm. Yes, like like I said, um, it, it's not it's not not just me making new universes. It's every single decision branches. It's, it's the fundamental nature of time travel and and and, and different multiverses. Every choice creates something new, uh, 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 and and. And that is the effect of my invulnerability. Well, my yes, invulnerability. So, we're not going to get another visit from the bureau, right? Because I don't have the energy for that. On top of everything else, bureau, bureau of time travel. Ah, I don't know. Uh, it is a whole thing. Young Gary, <laughs> can you account for the time in which you have been separated from the team? So, what happened to me was we fought Megalad Prime and then I knocked him into the portal. I was spat out of the portal um, and uh, along with him um, and he had he had broken his neck. He would, So, when we were spat out, we were in a desert and he was dead, I was alive. Um, to, to avoid his body being used for anything nefarious, I... I ate him. ...disintegrated him. Um, How was he injured in the first place? Uh, well, he fe- he must have fallen at a bad angle. Um, he fell on his head. I mean, like, how did the hum not protect him? This is our universe, with the, with the portal closed. You see, Grumbungus was protected from us because he's down the chain, so I wonder if he wasn't protected because he's up the chain from me. Well, the only one who was up the chain from me. It's odd, but anyway... If I may... Yes? Old Gary has mentioned that Megalad Prime was also in the membrane between dimensions accompanying him. Perhaps there is some protection that extends to one Megalad Prime that is not extended to forking versions. Hmm. Have you experienced anything different about your own personal protections? No. Um, so the, the trauma of the portal and everything I actually um, lost my memory it was weird I came out of the portal with the powers but I was I wasn't blue I was white not like Megalad Prime White like European you know what I mean like skin uh, tone yes Caucasian yes Caucasian is uh, is a better term Um, and I was found I was found by a scientist who took me to his home in Japan to recuperate. That's where I got my robot arm. He designed it. Do you like my robot arm? Just then, Penny walks in. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I ran here? I don't know why I didn't float. And, oh, fuck, there's two of them? Yes. Yeah, welcome to today. Um, so I spent... Five years as a superhero 
it, I was working in Japan as a seafarer. I they called me Rock Lad. Like, fuck you. Nothing. <laughs> Thanks, at least I someone got it. I just refused to acknowledge. Namtab, I despise you. <laughs> so our our Japan, our reality. Yes, or... yeah, yes, your Japan. Um, I'm surprised and you didn't you... send like a letter. I I, I had amnesia. I just said that. I lost my memory. And what caused you to regain it? I guess. No, I don't. in cartoons. Well, I didn't hit my head. Um, Like, my protection, my usual protections were working as normal. Um, Over time, I just regained my blueness, and once I was the right colour again, I had my memories back. And then I remembered you guys. I remembered my home um, I Japan was protected enough I've come here to where all the action is I'm back and ready to you know resume heroing on the big on the grand on the biggest stage I imagine your lack of a blue color is also why you are not identified as Megalad by the Japanese must be so, would you say that you were big in Japan? How tall is Megalad? I, I would though? indeed say I was big in Japan. <laughs> well, fuck off! <laughs> it's one of my aspects, baby. He appears to be big in uh, Halcyon City. I d- despise you, Namtab. <laughs> Why? I have this. I've, I've thought this through. I've... <laughs> the only reason I'm not right there with the rest of you is because I knew all this in advance and I've had time to process. Alright, let's see. Robin's not answering their phone. I can guess where they went, though. Penny, for clarification, Robin was here at the beginning of this reunion, but could not deal. Required personal time for processing. That's what I said. Oh, yeah, I can... Yeah, okay. I'm barely processing this myself. Uh, all right. Any clue um, where they went? Uh, Bunker in Nevada. That's my best guess. First of all, it's pronounced Nevada. I don't care. It's... <laughs> could be a number of places, but that's probably the first place I can... That's the first place I think of, so that's probably the first place they're at. I don't know why I said first place there at that. Whatever. You know what I mean. I'm a little frazzled right now. I can't imagine why. You wanna go? No. They'll pop back in any moment now, I'm sure. They're just probably, like, hunched over and screaming at a wall just to get this out of their system. Uh, You know them better than I do. Okay. In any case... They are not presently in need of companionship. Alright. Um, we need to differentiate between- I can't- we can't keep saying old Gary and young Gary. That's going to be con- well, it's not confusing, it's just annoying. Uh, you are OG, and you are young G. Call me- yeah, you can call me your- yeah, you can call me what you want. Whatever helps. I, I realize this is- confusing it's confusing for me it's it's probably confusing for him god you're 
parents are going to flip shit. Yes, um, about that, um, young, young me, um, could you, uh, it may be best if you tell our parents we're, well, we're alive. Um, I think the, the shock, the shock of that is going to be enough for them without, um, well, them seeing me as I am at the moment. I think, um, let's do it a bit at a time for their sake, eh? Um, yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, we'll, I'll do that. I will do that. I have a question. Yes. One, uh, not an in-character question, but a, a question of observation. Mm-hmm. What does old Gary's right arm look like? Old Gary's right arm is an energy construct he's made himself. Young Gary has a robot arm. Curious. Both of you appear to be missing your arms. But as I recall, only one was seen falling from the portal. Refresh my fate points. Hey, can I do a stunt? Yeah. What stunt do you want to do? I would like to... <laughs> I'd like to spend a fate point to declare her. I have a proxy of myself at a location. Alright. What location? Yeah, just a bunker in Nevada. Okay. Alright. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I mean, you were there first. Why don't you paint the scene? Well, it's a dark under... It's the same bunker we went to, all of us, after we all got out of the Lotus Eater machine. And Robin is curled up in the same corner that they went to with Felix both last session and way back when. Got it, got it, got it. Presently in, in an upright fetal position just trying to get their breathing under control. So I walk in and I knock on a piece of like metal a big hollow thunk. I'm not going to do it because if I knock on my desk it's going to sound like shit through my microphone. I just go, uh, Robin, are you in here? God. How did you even know? <sighs> Felix told me. To be fair to him, he told me not to bother you, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a busybody. Okay. Hi. Hi. Are you doing all right? Do you want to talk or you want me to be quiet until you're ready? I'm doing extremely not all right. I don't know what I need. Okay. <sighs> I just sift some dust away and just sit across from you or whatever. 
Well, tell me what you're thinking right now. I'm thinking that I just got a double dose of um, an anxiety I never even considered having before. (sighs) Okay, okay, okay. You said, you said Felix told you I'm here? He guessed, and I made the inference, yeah. Okay. Has he told you what's going on? Yeah, there's two, uh, like, mega lads now. An old one and a young one. Yeah, so... So he... was part of our team before you got here, and we had this big fight with, like, the quantum apex version of himself and that this prime version was gonna blow up the fucking sun and our Gary knocked him into some interdimensional portal and never returned and I thought he was dead thought he was dead and that messed me up real bad and I grieved his loss I spent months doing it I got my ass kicked a lot to do it alright and now he's back and I don't know how to handle that I double don't know how to handle it because this isn't the first time I've lived through exactly this kind of loss and now I have to sit here holding this what if of is is that one going to get undone too yeah it um yeah I think I get what you're saying I'm having some kind of attack right now and I don't know if it's a panic attack or some kind of like emotional meltdown or something but I can't handle being in the same room as them right now that's fine I wasn't gonna drag you back I just wanted to check on you I'm not hurting myself or anything You don't have to be hurting yourself for me to want to check on you, though. I'm just gonna... sit here. If you want to say something, you can say something. If you want to just sit here and process, I'll be right here whenever you're ready. I, I don't... I don't know what I need. I don't... I don't know what more there is to say I don't I mean I would know what to do if you were Felix because that's the whole thing I don't know what to do with you in particular do you want me to get him as much as I need him right now I think he 
needs to be there to help manage the two of them. I don't know if I would trust putting it all in Zero's hands. He's trying away. Okay. Well. I'm kind of an interloper in this situation. What if you switched me with Felix, though? I don't know where he is, though. I don't know what the coordinates are. I don't know what the distances are. And honestly, I don't know if I could do that right now. I'd probably grab something else, even if I knew the exact distances. I don't think I can visualize things right now. I'm running too hot. I'm running way, no, no, way, it's way too hot. Totally, I totally understand. Can you, can you talk? Can you give me something else to think about? I don't know. Tell me anything. I can tell you about my trip if you like. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So. I've been working on this thing lately. I've been trying to... You know how um, my company, we built the the light rail going through part of Halcyon and parts of New York. We've been trying to make it... We've been trying to extend it, make an actual cross-continental railroad. You know, because... That's just been a thing people have been wanting for years, and it's just never materialized. And I figure with the advances in technology, I could make it happen, but I've got to... I either have to get federal-level backing for it, or I need to negotiate it on a state-by-state basis, and, well, I'm may have money, but I don't have infinite money to sink into fighting all of the concerns of other businesses that don't want this to happen. So I've been negotiating with various governors, senators, and all of that. That's why I was on the other side of the country until just now. Well, sorry, it's not to say that. I actually was on my way back, but, you know. Things are going good. Uh, Only a few holdouts. Mostly uh, Nevada, here, that is. And... Arizona because we couldn't get we couldn't get Utah so we had to get Arizona and um, it's gonna it's gonna be a thing we're gonna have to reconvene in a couple months and you know Nevada I just need to these these fucking casino owners man they're just so fucking obnoxious I can't deal with them. And they say they say the mob's not in Vegas anymore, but it 
may as well be. You, um... You want me to rough them up for you? <laughs> nationally acclaimed supervillain show up on their doorstep and tell them to stop being a bunch of crybabies? I personally would love to see that. It would be amazing. But, um... My business partner, Rue, she would, uh, um, she would kill me if that kind of thing got back to the company. And, um, you know, she's kind of, she's not the most, she's not like physically intimidating, but she scares the daylights out of me when she's mad. So... We're gonna put that in plan B. How's that? I, I can't even imagine that kind of person. Someone who can intimidate you? That is... I can't fathom it. Um... You know, starting the company was actually her idea. She's... She was like, you know, you've got... She sort of independently figured out, oh, Poltergeist, Carter, Spacecraft, connections to my dad. It's not a big secret, but she figured it out. And she came to me and she was like, with what you have, we could make things better. And I, I was all for it. She's very driven about this sort of stuff. I mean, I've got drive, but she has direction that I don't usually have. Hmm. Okay. The fact that there are two megalads and one arm would imply that the split happened after the portal had closed. Yes, um, that would be probably the nexus point for the, for the, um, uh, what did I call it? Uh, in, internal, oh, the, the internal split? Yes, that's probably the best term, internal split. Third megalad shows up, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> Third megalad shows up. It's just an arm. <laughs> it's a it. It's an arm doing that whole uh, hand face thing. It's a taint of Muppet costume. But yeah, I, I turn to young megalad and say, uh, "What do you recall between the time the portal closed and the time you were discovered?" Um, as I as I said, it was flashes. Um. The, the portal closed, there was, uh, I guess, a blinding light, a sensation of rushing, and then me and Prime in a desert. I wish I could even, you know, I didn't have any sense of orientation, so I couldn't even tell you which desert it was on. Do you recall falling? Do you recall an impact? Yes, I would have... 
would have hit the ground. Um, yes, I, I, I do recall a rushing, hitting the ground, and then he was dead and I was alive, but maybe I shouldn't have disintegrated the body. But it seemed just like if I didn't, it would have been used against us in some way and primed How as a monster. How would you know that if your memories were gone? He looked like me, but he was white. Um, I remember a feeling of enmity. It's hard to explain, but I knew that the body was too dangerous to be left. I just knew. Curious. Did you have any other sort of seemingly instinctual urges of this nature before your memories fully returned? Um, I knew... I knew how my powers worked. Um, they... I mean, in general, they appear to have gone back to sort of how they were before I knew about Prime. Um, but I was always able to channel the hum and use the blasts. I was able to fly. I was able to do all the stuff that I could do. Yes, but did you have any urges, any desires that you acted on without knowing why you should? Um, not that I can think of. Um... I had the desire to be a hero, but, you know, I had a lot of power and there's a lot of people who don't, um, so it seemed like the right thing to do. Um, I can't say I had any thing else quite that extreme that I just did for not knowing why, but I can't think that anything else over in Japan would have um, triggered that kind of emotional response from me. You know, the city had a good five-year run of not having any buildings destroyed, and now there's two of you. <laughs> you, you, you. You needn't worry about me. Um, um, I had a lot of practice in refinement. Yes. Really good at destroying buildings. Um... Prefer to. I made. I made a universe just to practice. You made um, a universe just so you could destroy the buildings in it. My uh, God, you're sick. Uh, I, no, no. To I practiced leaving the buildings standing. <laughs> you had to make an entire universe to do that. All right. Destroying <laughs> everything except for the structural supports <laughs> of the buildings. I left. I left the buildings standing. Just a building skeleton left over. Took me 40 billion years, but I can finally not destroy a building. <laughs> you know, it's like when the, in the cartoons where you put you fucking eat a fish and then you pull out the fish skeleton. <laughs> Megalod does that with buildings. <laughs> look, look, my character's derived from the Nova, alright? <laughs> well, just a reminder that Penny is at both locations at once. I know. <laughs> I just... 
I mean, I'm there. It's just like, also, I don't really know what the fuck is going on. I know there are two mega lads. I have never met this man. Okay, um, I, I, I have, um, some business, um, some business to take care of, um, anyway. So, so how about, um, Is this young... business going to go, you know, inform your parents that you're not dead? Uh, we've already agreed that the young one's going to do that. I'm, I, I I'm going to find my arm. That's, uh, well, that's what I need. Like... Walk over to the DHEA and be like, hey, you guys got my arm? If they had my arm, they probably would have said something. What Not do you necessarily. mean? I, 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 don't, I have to disagree. Sharp, I'm using a like, stunt. Who would they inform of that? I'm using a stunt. Like, did we, did we get a letter? Did we get too <laughs> concerned? We've got a blue arm over here. <laughs> Okay, just so you know, if you're playing both Mega Lads in a single session, they share a fate point pool, because that's just not fair to everybody else. Oh, I'm getting rid of old Mega Lad for the time being now. He's, he's gonna fucking die. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's sat in Lost and Found for like 30 days, so uh, one of the employees just took it home. <laughs> yeah, if if you remember, we talked about um, getting, rid of the, getting rid of one so that could be the other for a while. So I, I don't know if that still affects it, but I need to spend... It, it does. It does. Oh, Christ. So both... You're like, so bloody miserly you are. <laughs> I'm not letting you get away with five fate points when everybody else gets four max. Please, it'd be eight. No, it's four... Or eight. Four, four times two, eight. Eight. That's it should how be eight. Works. Yeah. Yeah. So. Whatever. Whatever. I'm still rolling yeah. a vision. Old Megalad has visions. Explain the stunt for the people at home. Yes, so old Megalad, I've sort of tried to base his stunts more on the um, the doomed power set. So this stunt is called Visions. I spend a fate point and roll will um, and describe what I want to see. So GM, I would like a vision of what happened to my arm. Okay. The GM will set a difficulty based on the description and a success will get you roughly what you want to see. A success with style will get you exactly what you want to see. A failure gets me the information, but there's always a crucial bit of information missing. Okay. So, in this case, the difficulty for this is going to be six. Okay. Well, I have a will of three, so what's the worst that could happen? You could roll a three. You can roll a three. You know, I was more interested in to just take the information with something crucial missing. Yeah. Uh, so you tap into whatever cosmic force that you are tapping into to find your arm. And as you do so, you see it suspended in some sort of, like, liquid in a container... Uh, just, like, free-floating, uh, and then the vision sort of zooms out, and you definitely see some guys dressed in the newer DHEA, uh, uniform. It's, it's been a couple years, so they changed their uniform. They look a lot more military now than they, uh, than they used to. Um, you see two guards standing there with guns, just, like, at a door, 
And the crucial bit of information you you're missing is you don't know which fucking DHEA base this is. You have no fucking idea. There's so many of them, and you do not know which one it is. Oh wow, so much, so much for that plan of getting rid of myself then. Well, actually, it would get rid of you for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. You can have one megalad off gallivanting, raiding DHEA facilities across the country. No. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. I want the arm to have to break itself out. No, the arm is, <laughs> I'm not making the arm a character. I'm already splitting fate points as is. No, just you're, you control the arm remotely. I don't know. I, I don't care how or why. I just want this. I want the arm to break itself out. Just like scurrying around like the thing. A tiny little skateboard. Um, so, so I, I saw my arm. It's being held um, uh, by... Does DHEA, like, wear a logo saying DHEA on it? No, no. Why would they? <laughs> That's the question for the GM, not yeah, for you. Yeah, they do. They do. It is... Uh, it's basically a SWAT uniform, so where, wherever it would say SWAT instead says DHEA. If they're armed... Were they wearing name tags, the two no. guards? No. Mm. I guess one of the DHEA agents, Mr. Nick John Smith. <laughs> well, I, wish, I wish Robin was here. Um, they they would know. Robin is much better at finding things that don't want to be found than I am. Um, I guess I need to look at locations. They wouldn't. Must have kept it on storage. So narrow the search to this country, but that's still still going to be. I mean, I've broken into some DHA facilities in my time. I can provide you with a list of the DHA locations that are publicly available and that we have personally tracked down. So if you'd visited, you probably would have, I think, probably best start on the ones you haven't been. Once again, I must question why you don't simply just ask them, hey, can I please have my arm back given that it is my arm? I f- uh, they they were keeping it in a bubbling vat under armed guard. I I I I I, I feel that that, that that that's probably not going to be a question. They'll probably at least deny. You know what? Let's start with that. Do it. I feel I'm like if you were to take this to a public court of law, they'd have a hell of a time arguing that that arm does not belong to you and is not your property. You know what? You, you're right. Um, I, I I should start by going to the local office and asking. Yes, yes. They did also believe, until very recently, that you were dead. Okay, old, old Megalod flies off. Oh, also, benefit, before I run off, this is Felix saying this. Oh, also, side benefit that I just now thought of. When you go up to the DHEA office, you can say, Hey, can you guys give me a hand? I, I, I will remember that joke very 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 funny uh, probably better better than I could do yes anyway away fly zoom once old Megalad leaves I turn to young Megalad and say uh, I believe I have failed to provide the proper reintroduction to you and so once again eerily similar to the Two people, or to the one person in the room who has already seen it, Nikolai smiles, uh, says, I always knew you'd come back. And 
gives Gary a hug. Ah, oh, thanks. Thanks, Nick. Um, you've done a good job while I've been away. Um, you know, news reaches us in Japan and you, you guys have done well in my absence. I suppose you will not be needing the refresher video I had constructed in case you had vanished from this dimension and had missed um, the last several years. I should watch it um, after I call my parents. Um, hearing is one thing, seeing is another. I, I need to be prepared. The city's counting on us now. And with the capitalists gone, it's counting on me more than ever. Very well. I shall edit out the international news section while you uh, contact your parents. Okay. And I call my parents. Alright, uh, they... Your mom answers and she says, Archer Residence. Um... Hi, mom. There's no easy way to say this, but I'm not dead. Are you okay? Um, there's a pause. And then there's a sound like the phone just fucking dropped out of her hand onto the floor. Maybe we'll watch the video tomorrow. I should probably fly... I'm, I'm gonna just have a quick flight. Um, probably a very... You, you know what? Um, how, how fast can I fly? Not very. But fast in a plane. God. I know this is like I know this sounds like attention seeking self deprecation thing but I'm sorry to just hold you here when you were going back home uh trust me I <laughs> Penny looks like genuinely uncomfortable for a second No, don't worry, you're not taking up my time. Okay, I know I'm having like a big moment here, but that was not subtle at all. Is, is that a thing you want to talk about? Okay, okay. Maybe not right this second, okay? Can we handle one crisis and then handle... It's not a crisis. I just, um... It's complicated. But, like, I'm not lying here when I say that you're not keeping me here. Okay. Alright. I, I don't know. And, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say we don't have to go back immediately. We could like get something to eat. We've been here for a little bit. I don't know if you're hungry. 
there's I'm probably going to soon hit the point where low blood sugar is contributing to my emotional distress. Besides also maybe switching when you're I don't know how good you are at this. You are obviously incredibly good at switching things, but I don't know if switching things while you are hungry and distressed is probably the best idea. So we can at least, like, get something to eat before we head back. Yeah, all right. I... Are we close to anywhere? <gasps> no, no, we're not. But okay. I can get us there. Absolutely believe you. I only have, like, foggy memories of the one time we did a job in Vegas. So I, d I don't know the state otherwise. There's this, like, real goofy point. You remember that Chris Angel guy from television? Like, years ago? He opened this ridiculous fucking restaurant in a town not too far from here. Oh, alright. I could go for some gimmicky horseshit. This is a real thing, by the way. I believe you, 100%. Chris Angel's breakfast, lunch, and pizza in fucking Moapa Valley. <laughs> so, okay. Just pizza. So, the name implies that pizza is neither breakfast nor lunch. Pizza is all meals. Pizza is constant. All hail pizza. All Respect hail. Pizza. All hail. Worship <laughs> pizza. God, there's so many fucking pictures pizza. of it on Google Maps now. Anyway, I just, I remembered saying, when you, when I said a location for where the bunker would be, and I said it was near Mormon Peak, that's <laughs> North of fucking Lava Valley. <laughs> can you help me up? I don't know if I can stand under my own power right now. Yeah, I can't take my hand. You're kind of the best sometimes, you know that? I'm always the best. But thank you. Right. Yeah, I was. But if I said it that way, then you would have said no, and I was being superlative. I gotta downplay it so that you accept it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, are you in the mood for breakfast, lunch, or pizza? <laughs> I'm in the mood to be surprised. I don't want to think about what I'm putting in my mouth. I just want to put it there. Alright. Some... We'll, we'll get to the point where Robin is feeling up to the point where they are able to interact with other people again and it's 
how how long would that be? Don't I won't dictate how long that takes, but how long would that be? Honestly, probably close to midnight. Just okay. Probably take them the whole rest of the day to feel okay. All right, so we'll we'll cut to like the next day. You um you are back at the base. There's only one mega lad back. Uh, the young one currently talking. Well, no, he, he wouldn't be currently talking to his parents because it'd be like five in the five in the I morning. I did there. that off screen. You did that off screen. Long story short is yes, it is. It was mostly crying. A lot of I'm sorry, mom or mom, rather. It was a lot of crying on. I'm guess if not on Gary's side, then both of the parents' side. No, they're all British. They're all hyper stoic. No, no, they 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 cry. They cry. Uh, and long story short is they're going to need some time to process, but they would love for you to come visit in a little bit when they have regained the the sense that our son is alive. Because much like Robin, they they did the whole grieving thing, and now that's kind of being thrown out the window. Okay, I'll, I'll bring both of us next time. Whoosh. What do you mean both of us? What do you mean both of us? How about a fair shot? <laughs> Alright, anyway, um, so... So, hey, question yes. for Penny. Oh. Mm-hmm. When I'm feeling good enough to go back to Halcyon, what do you say when I offer to jump us both back? I say... God, how am I going to bullshit my way out of this one? <laughs> um, You could just tell the truth. Yeah, but I was actually... I was saving that for, like, next downtime, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I say... No, because my luggage is here. I'll just fly back. No, no, that doesn't make any sense. Shit. <laughs> I wanted more food. I just let Robin teleport me back. Okay. And I make sure Other Penny removes herself from the scene beforehand. Other Penny just jumps out a window. Bye, Penny. Hi, Penny. (laughs) Penny excuses herself to go to the bathroom, then Penny jumps in and excuses herself to go to the bathroom. Does Gary get back from England within, like, the span of the next day? I fly fast. But not that Okay. Fast. Oh, no, 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 that's... The role was a joke. I'm... I, I don't have super speed as a power, but I'm sort of the next best thing. So are you at the base when I get back, or not? Um... If you said midnight, yes. Good midnight American time. Yes, I would almost certainly be back from England by then. Alright. So, hey, Robin appears in the base. First time since fucking bailing hours and hours ago. You see that in your absence, I have created a, a little room for myself. Penny moved out. Yes, Penny did move out. There was a full on like bedroom-sized room that was unoccupied. 
I, I hope you don't mind I sort of put my stuff here. Um, I can do something more discreet once the... I can do something more discreet once the old version of me gets here temporarily. Um, I think we can probably create a little sub-dimensional space um, for each of us. Just portal doors, but... Um, uh, for the time being, I think just a bed will do. Sure. Uh, if, if it's a problem, I can take my stuff, but I don't really have anywhere else to sleep, and I need to keep keep watching this video. Did you? Um, Zero has been very thorough. Um, every now and again, the video kind of stops while he gives a little lecture on like the socio-economic and political background of each instance. It's very interesting. Well, a Q&A session. Yeah. Alright, so one, I did already promise you that you could sleep on my couch until you figure out a place to live, so that continues to exist, so sure. That's fine. Um, um, I mean... We're two separate. I mean, yes, we're the same person, but we are two separate people. You don't have to keep a promise to me that you've promised to him, and, and vice versa. Sure. Offer is still extended to you, though. Okay, thank you. Also, hi. Oh, hi. Um, how have you been, Robin? I was actually doing pretty good until yesterday look if I hadn't lost my memory you know I would have come back it wasn't my intention well it wasn't my intention to be thought of as dead after that I just, you know I mean I, I don't think you did it on purpose no you're you're kind of a prick, but you're not... You're not an awful person. It was... The only way I could think of to save everyone. And, you know... Regardless of whether you... Still... Yeah, I know back five years ago you thought I was a bit of a hypocrite in my ideals. Don't know whether you still do, but... I had to do what I had to do. That's that's what heroes do. Yeah. Heroes die. That's what you do. Well. Better us than, uh, than people who can't defend themselves. Look, it's complicated. I've had five years to work on my philosophy. So that's there's a lot and we yeah. can talk about that that, that yeah. might be nice to have somebody who would actually want to bounce these ideas back and forth with there's one thing I've got time for it's the the theory of hero heroism yeah beer <laughs> no I I still don't okay Sorry, you know I need it for the hum. Actually, are you... 
Okay, you've been gone for five years in Japan? Mm-hmm. Please tell me you got help for that. You know the the alcohol doesn't actually affect me, right? No, I don't. It very much seemed like you had a an emotional dependency on it. Uh, no, I can. I don't quit any time I want. Well, <laughs> I, I, it, I don't. I don't have an emotional attachment to it. It helps me relax enough to feel the energy I need to feel. Plus, it tastes nice. Yeah, it's like you with the hot sauce. Oh, I don't do that anymore, but oh. I, I guess I get it. Yeah, this I, you know, I'm incapable of being addicted to it. It's just, it's just a tool. All right. Yeah. Look. So I'm gonna tell you in advance. I'm gonna be really weird around you for a bit. <laughs> when are you not? I mean, like, they're really specifically weird. You do. But I want you to know that despite how weird I'm going to be about you for a while, I'm real glad to see you again. Thanks. You know, it's good to see you too. I'm... It's been a long day, but I'm glad to be back. This is... This is where I belong. I have so much to tell you. I look forward to it. You said Zero's been catching you up on a lot, but... I'm sure there's a bunch of tiny changes that they're leaving out that are absolutely going to make you furious. I don't like the smile on your face when you say that, but... I'm going to have to get used to it, I'm sure. Okay, um, I need to stay up and finish this. Good night, Switch. You know you can call me Robin, right? I, yeah, I tend, haven't you noticed I tend to alternate between real names and code names? Yeah, well, I'll keep calling you Gary. Fair enough. When we're not working. Better than Blue Bomber. Oh, that'll... That'll come back eventually. I'm sure. Good night. Yeah, good night. The next morning, Robin, you get... You have a text from Calvert saying, if he actually is alive, I want to see him. Alright. Well, I will wait until a decent hour. I'll, I'll catch Gary around lunchtime, I guess. You are talking about Calvert. So long as the sun exists in the sky, it's a decent hour. I just like had a thought. Hmm. Does Calvert actually go out mostly at night? Because if he goes out at noon in that suit, everyone's just blinded. <laughs> <laughs> He mostly stays in his office, honestly. Right, but does he just mostly venture outside at night? Or at least when it's not the blazing sun beating down? He, 
he tries not to go out much at all. The one time we've seen him outside during the day not working, he was out of his suit. Remember that time he chaperoned prom? Yes. He has a parasol. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> Calvert doesn't sleep. He hires himself out at nights to discotheques. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Did Caelan do another fucking prom arc? Yeah. Why wouldn't of I? Course. Of course. I made friends with a ghost pirate. Wizard. I forget, was it prom or homecoming? Either way, it, was it doesn't matter. It was prom coming. Prom coming! Prom coming! Yes! So I will go find Gary, whatever he's doing. We've been talking a lot. I don't know whether Bobbin or Ape wants to do a thing before we start doing our thing. Well, I do have something I want to say, which is that uh, when Felix uses that device to switch his costume back to its regular colors, he notices that the device will actually allow him to customize his outfit colors to whatever he wants. Interesting. Hot pink forever, baby. It, it doesn't do like um, light bending, like actual invisibility, but you could potentially use it to um, octo camo. Yeah, uh, well, digital camo. Or fashion. Or fashion. A thousand tiny nanites with a thousand tiny paintbrushes. <laughs> and also, uh, Robin discovers that their visor now has a fully integrated virtual assistant, which has a customizable appearance, voice, and assistance level. Oh my god, Bobbin, Threadbare, I have been thinking about having that exact thing get made for like eight sessions. Can't wait for Cat to name it Cow. <laughs> well, it's been made for you now. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to bypass whatever other horseshit I would have to do to make that happen. And all it took was, um, you know, a little bit of trauma on top of your already. <laughs> you know. Like a little sprinkle of trauma on top of your trauma Sunday. <laughs> little, it's a little trauma Jimmy there. <laughs> a little crush trauma. Anyway, uh, so uh, yes. Before we go to Sundog, uh, I... my thing is going to be very, very oh. quick. It's just like oh. the entire oh. interaction, like, is Sundog going home, and it's just like how he breaks the news of Gary to his parents. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, Gary's alive again, and there's two of them. I'm gonna go lay down. Your mom looks at your dad, and she goes, "So I owe you." technically $20 that he was still alive? And he's like, we'll just call it a 10. Yeah, bear in mind that we started the campaign with you as my best friends. I don't think I ever met your parents. Anyway, so, uh, Robin, yeah. you're going to go gather Gary. Finding Gary at some point around midday. Hey, Robin. Hey, you, uh, you busy? Um... Just about to do a quick patrol, but I can make time. Okay, well, I guess don't make any promises yet. This isn't for me. Calvert wants to talk to you. I have a question. Yeah. Who's Calvert? 
that silver skeleton. Oh, why'd he want to see me? I thought he didn't like me. You would be, you would have been informed of all of this from Zero's recap. Brought up to speed about how he bought Clockwork Futures and therefore sponsors the team. I guess that's why he wants to see me. Oh well, sponsors can't kick me off the team. I don't know why he wants to see you. When when you first vanished, he told me that, you know, no corpse means not dead, so he probably wants to tell you he always knew and welcome back and he's got his eye on you because he hasn't gotten any better about being hyper-prepared all the time for everything and also just sort of vaguely threatening towards almost everybody. I've tried to help him along with that. I haven't gotten very far. Well, I suppose he'll probably have an easier time with me than the other me. Probably. Yeah, I don't think he'd take too kindly to a version of me that says he was a god once, okay? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I suppose if it makes your life easier, then yeah, let's go say hello. I mean, you can refuse if you want. He doesn't he doesn't order me around or anything. If he sponsors a team, it's and knowing him anyway, it's something that's going to happen regardless, and may as well have it happen when we know it's going to happen rather than when we least expect it because maybe you trust him but he's still very dangerous and could kill any one of us in an instant that's not entirely true at least the second part but I get you and I do trust him or at the very least I trust all of us not to fuck around so bad that we will set him uh, let me go get my mask. I'll get us there. What, what, what's the what's the offices? I need we to... broke into there once. Oh, is he still in the same place? Yeah, same building. I... If it's all the same to you, I'd like to fly. I think get my bearings on the city a bit, and and also surprise him a little. I think he'd be expecting me to come with you. Yeah, sure. Or he may anticipate this as well, but I can only do so many double bluffs. I mean, I gotta (laughs) ask him if he's like, wants the both of us or just you in particular. And that will give him enough of a hint that he might expect you all by yourself. He's, He's a crafty son of a bitch when he wants to be. Um... Sounds like you know him better than I do. Okay, let's both go, but separate. All right. So I will message Calvert back actually asking him, just Gary or the both of us? He responds with, if you want to come, I, uh, if you want to come, that's fine, but you're not, but it's not necessary. All I tell him back is, all right. <laughs> And then as Gary is lacing up his shoes to go out on patrol, I just say, he actually only wants you, and I haven't given him any indication one way or the other of whether I'm showing up, so feel free to try and surprise him. I'm sure he'll love it. 
I'm sure you'll show up. Whoosh. All right, so Silver Security uh, is in Lockport. It is the tallest building in Lockport, so it is not easy to miss. Uh, His office is on the top floor, and he uh, he is looking out the only window, like that. He's looking at the window, and so that way he is not surprised when he sees you flying up. Oh yeah, I knock on his window. Before you even get a chance to knock on the window, he starts. He uh, opens it up. I knock on the window anyway. He does not respond. He just opens the window and steps back to let you come into this office. Okay, I'm flying. I was told you were older. Well, it's been five years. I am older. I forgot how incredibly annoying you are. There are two me's now. Oh, well. I'm sure you'll be able to catch the other one up sooner rather than later. You wanted to see me. I did. I wanted to see if you were actually alive, so... That is the first thing in my itinerary that I can cross off. The answer is yes. Twice, even. Okay, is there anyone you owe money to? A lot of people seem to have been betting on that. No. In fact, they owe money to me. Hmm. Glad she has a bit of faith in me. It's not that. There was never there was never any body found. No body, no confirmed kill. Smart. I tend to be, yes. The second thing I want to tell you is that I do not know the circumstances of your return. I do not know what you intend to do with your return. Quite frankly, I don't care. Just know this. If you do go out of hand, I will take care of you. (sighs) Well, I'd have hoped that helping you five years ago would have softened you up a bit, but... I told you I did not want that. You went against my express wishes. Well, I had a wish, and no one else needed it, so... Regardless, you sit here in your ivory tower, and don't think I haven't missed the symbolism of you looking over the Vindicator's HQ from here. Very subtle. Um, You sit here in your paranoid fancy, and have your paranoid fancies about me, And meanwhile, I'm going to do what I was doing five years ago. I'm going to help people, okay? They're not paranoid fantasies. I'm letting you know that I am prepared to do what it takes to take you down if you go too far. If you don't go too far, then I have nothing to fear. The fact that you're even contemplating me going too far after everything I've done, yeah. Anyone can go too far. You're Any, you're not wrong there, Silver Skeleton. Anyone can go too far. Do not interrupt me. I'm an adult now. I can do what I want. And what I want to do right now is actually something useful. So if, if you're done telling me how prepared you are for something that's never going to happen. I've got work to do. 
Very well. You know the way out. And he goes over to his desk and he just resumes working. Okay, and I fly out. You know, you really should be nicer to him. He's a prick, but she does mean well. Oh, you were there. The second you leave, I appear in the office to chastise Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) If he's true to his intention, then he has nothing to fear. However, a sudden return after five years of absence can mean anything. He might not intend to do harm to people. However, that's not to say that that no harm will be done. Many things can happen to someone when they've been gone that long. Yes, true. However, one, you're not the only protector this city has. You're not even the most qualified to protect it against him if he goes rogue. And you know that, and I'm telling you that so that you don't let yourself pretend that you know otherwise. Also, number two, you're a learned man. You should know better than to think that people respond well to having to check over their shoulder all the time. It's not how you breed healthy, happy, functional individuals, which I'd hope I'd demonstrated by this point is what we want people to be. As I said, if he is not intending to do any ill intent, he does not have to check over his shoulder every every night. Except he isn't the arbiter of what is too far. You are. He isn't in your mind, Wesley. Which means that he does have to check over his shoulder. Because he has his own version of what is too far. And you have yours. And they might not align. And I know you know that. You can tell him future interactions with me will be slightly more pleasant. Glad to hear it. Uh, I'm off to go do my part of keeping this city in order, and I'll see you later tonight. Alright. Anybody else want to follow up on a story thing they want to do? I don't think I really have a story thing right now. I mean, you kind of do. Do I? Yeah. Kevin. Hmm? Kevin. Quail? Your whole meeting with Kevin Quail? I do. I didn't realize that was going to be today. It it doesn't... It it can be if you want. Right, right. I'm not used to things being different now. Yeah, no, it's Hell fine. yeah, let's do that. All right, so... Uh, Learning curves. We'll all yep. get there eventually. Yep. Uh, so, the good news is Halcyon City recovers extremely quick, 
quickly from weird shit, like a cat ship appearing out of the sky and crashing into Lake Erie. That's that's just Tuesday. Whatever. The fact that the baseball game is literally the next day only weirds out the opposing team. Um, fuck it. It's the it's the Deco City Orioles. Okay. Yeah. Should it be the Deco City Mets? No, because Deco's I've. 100% replace Deco City with Baltimore. So, you get to one of the, uh, the the gates where you buy tickets and you see Kevin just sort of, like, leaning up against a car. You're not sure if it's his car. It looks way too nice to be his car. You assume that he probably doesn't even own a car and he's just leaning against a car. I mean, alright. Alright. And he says, all right, so we're going to do this. I'm not telling you anything until the seventh inning stretch. So you might as well get comfy and enjoy it. Does that mean no small talk? Oh, no, we can do small talk. I'm just not talking business until we seven innings in. All right, fair enough. I'm purposely letting you dictate the, uh, the circumstances of any conversations, man. So what you say goes. All right. If you're going to have to wait till seven innings in, then this is going to come back to next session. <laughs> All right, so you buy the tickets. He purposefully wants to get pretty good seats where you can see most of the action uh, and not be blocked by any fucking poles or anything. So they're pretty expensive and you can, like, I'm not even making you roll empathy. You can immediately tell he is taking advantage of the situation of the fact that you have money he does not and he is making you pay for everything i mean yeah i would have bought nice seats anyway yeah i've never been to a fucking baseball game before i barely even know how baseball is played is this in real life or is this in a penny is absolutely just going to be like genuinely like okay so what is a what does it mean when a ball, and why is that different from like a strike? Okay, so a ball basically means that uh, it wasn't directly over the plate, so it doesn't count as a strike. And if you get four balls, then you get to advance to the next base, like to the first base. Okay, okay, I get it. So like, it's it's the pitcher that fucked up, and yeah, the pitcher it's, it's, fucks up a bunch of times. So you just get to go. Okay, that right? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So they don't want to fuck up, but also like you can't just sit there and depend on getting balls because otherwise you're just gonna get strikes instead yeah totally i get it next question how come it's been an hour and nobody's moved <laughs> shut up baseball's <laughs> not that bad come on the thing about a game of baseball is it can theoretically never end so he also introduces you to stadium food and you know like he he has a hot dog, and he's like, these were better when I was a kid. Everything's a lot better when you're a kid. I guess. I mean, maybe for some people. I guess this is true in more ways than one. Fair enough. I feel like maybe that was a little bit, ca- uh, a little bit like callous of me to say. Sorry. Uh, it's it's fine. You don't know my deal and you still got another three innings before you know my deal so it's cool no no i'm just i'm just i know it's cool i'm just letting you know this 
like you, it's fine. It's you don't so know. Fucking awkward. It, it is. It is a little awkward because you. It's just this guy. He's one hundred percent like mooching off your money so that way he can have a good time at a sport he enjoys while you know absolutely nothing about it. He does get very excited when uh, when someone on the uh, Halcyon City Heralds hits a home run. So it's the Heralds versus the Orioles? Yes. The fuck is an Oriole? Uh, an Oriole is a bird. Yeah, but like, who's ever seen a fucking Oriole before? Funny enough, despite the fact that it's the state bird of the state I live in, I've literally never seen one in my fucking life. Wow, can't believe you've never used Google Image Search. Okay, not a real one, then. You're gonna be that pedantic about it, Nantab. <laughs> can't believe you've never been to a natural park in your state. Can't believe you've never been outside. <laughs> what? You can't... Okay. No, you know, that's literally in, in character. Like, Penny's just like, what the fuck is an Oriole, anyway? She's it's just on her phone looking at pictures, like... It's, it's a it's black like some... bird, but it's fucking orange! Yeah! It's got... It's got orange... It's got black on it. It's like the wings or something. I don't know. Alright, so, eventually, seven extremely painful innings pass of, of small talk, and the, uh, the seventh inning stretch happens, and Kevin is definitely a couple beers in, so you hope that that was not his car he was leaning against. Um, I'm absolutely not going to let him drive home drunk, <laughs> even if he fucking uses his bullshit mind control powers on me. <laughs> I mean, you do have the uh, earbuds to prevent that. True. All right. So, during the seventh inning, uh, he takes you, like, inside the stadium proper and finds a spot where, like, even though it's not really private, per se, because it's no place in a place like this is going to be completely 100% private, uh, it is private enough, and the people who are walking by probably won't be eavesdropping on two random people talking about this. Alright, so, let's talk business. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you know about, like, the specifics of things, but, like, anything you can tell me is helpful. Alright. Well, first of all, it started when I was six. They did all sorts of stuff to me. They connected me to all sorts of machines, injected me with all sorts of serums and stuff, uh, ran a bunch of tests, and it happened fairly regularly. I think I went in every couple of months, at least three times a year, uh, until I was 12, 13, and nothing was happening, and at that point I was old enough to be shitty enough that I didn't want to do it anymore, and they, quote-unquote, closed the project. I can't tell you exactly what they were doing to me or any of that stuff, but um, I can tell you that I first noticed that I had powers when I was around 11, so my guess is probably maybe up to a year, a year and a half before that something worked and it just took maybe took a while to click in. Who knows? 
What I can tell you is that while I did not get any of the doctors who worked on me to... I didn't get any of their names because I'm pretty sure it was a rotating cast there. I do know the regional director who was in charge of this little project at the time. And they might be able to help you get more specifics. Sure, what was their name? He smiles and he says, Oh, please don't tell me. Carolyn Cook. Fuck me, Dad. Okay. So yeah, good luck getting her to talk. Last I heard, she was fucking around somewhere in Colorado in the middle of nowhere. God, I fucking hate that Yes. Same. Agreed. For much more personal reasons, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, you know, my reasons are a little more petty than yours, I think. Alright. So... Anything else you want to know? I don't want to know something, but I want to make an offer to you, right? Okay. You... You know, I, we didn't get off on the best foot, right? And I don't know how I come off to you. I've met some of your old teammates, so I could maybe guess why you immediately went to the worst conclusion. Don't blame you. So I want to make an offer to you. If you want to, before I go forward with any of this, you want to be the the ethics guy here. I'll give you the I'll give you the big shiny red button. Blow up all my work before I go through with it. If you think, if you don't trust me with any of it, ethics guy for what? Well, I'm not planning on doing anything with it, just doing it to myself, you know? But... I don't know, fuck, Kevin... Do you mind if I call you Kevin? It's my name. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe for Mr. Quail. <laughs> no, Mr. Quail's my dad, and my dad's an asshole, so... Fair enough. I don't know, man. There's so many ways you could make people's lives better. If you could do this in an ethical way, you just... I don't know. I'm not... I won't do anything without your approval. What is so ethical about going into someone's mind and ripping out their free will and forcing them to do what you want them to do. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, if you could figure out what makes people super resilient, you could maybe fix things like brittle bone disease, or if you could figure out what gives people superhuman stamina, maybe that would counteract Chronic fatigue. I don't know. I think I'm going to pass. Because a part of the reason... Part of the reason I left the superhero game gig is 
One, the reason I just said I grew up a little bit and found it was kind of fucked up that I can just force people to do what I want them to do. And that's just super wrong. But also, I don't want anything to do with superhero anything. What I want to do is live a completely normal life and only use my power to stop people from robbing the shop that I work at. Other than that, I don't want anything to do with superheroes or supervillains or anything. You can call me a selfish bastard for that, sure, but it's 100% not a thing I'm interested in anymore. Alright, Kevin. I don't think you're selfish. Yeah. Makes one of us. Are you good to get home? Yeah, I took an Uber here. Alright, cool. I don't teleport a lot either. It's uh, way easy to track someone who just constantly makes little jumps and DHEA can track that pretty easily. Well, for what it's worth, I think it takes—I think it takes a kind of a strong person to be able to say no sometimes. All right, I'm gonna go back to my seat. You're free to leave if you're not enjoying the game. I'll—if I want anything else, I'll just pay for it myself. It's fine. I've got enough money for. Are you kidding me? I paid for those seats. I want to see how this game ends. Alright. And he takes you back to the seat. The The conversation ran a little bit long, so the game had already resumed by the time you guys get back. But in the end, let me flip a coin here. In the end, the home team loses. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Alright. He sighs and he's like, ah, well, I had fun anyway. Alright. Anyway, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but I hope I never see you again. Yeah, uh, I hope I don't see you around. Alright. And then, uh, he gets on his phone and starts getting an Uber ready. I wish to go to the DHEA and get permission from them to take Prima out to the uh, ship wreckage and uh, well, basically see what happens, see what preloaded information Prima has that can be useful in identifying parts of the ship or uses of the materials. Uh, see if anything can jog memories or cause particular reactions. Just, it's a field trip. It's a field trip. Okay. So, yeah. The DHEA will allow you to go. Prima's been a model, like, detainee. A prisoner is the wrong word at this point, because at, at this point, it's just, you know, hey, we don't 
have anywhere else to put you at the moment, so just hang out here, please. We'll bring you whatever you want. And when you actually get to their cell, they just have, like, a huge stack of science books, like, in the corner. And um, the guard says, he started bringing in magazines at first, but by the time I... By the time we got back to our post, it was done with him. So, like, we just brought a big old stack of books. It's been working through him. And, uh, you know, swipes his, swipes his card and Prima walks out and it goes, Nanite Colony number 11. It is... It struggles to find the correct word. Interesting to see you again. The feeling is mutual. I understand you wish to go to the ship. Yes. Very well. Please show me the way. I am not sure where it has been moved to since my arrival. Unfortunately, the DHEA would not allow me to provide you with specific directions to the ship's location it's for security concerns. However, we will be getting there momentarily. Very well. Uh, the bag is taken off of Prima's head and uh, you are at the ship, at the ship and it starts wandering in there and looking around. Where would you enter from, like the asteroid side or the bug side of the ship? Because one is the front and one is the back. Well, I would have no particular preference, so it's whichever side is facing the direction we came from. Alright, so uh, it's the front. Um, and Prima walks in through the mouth of whatever giant space bug this was uh, converted from and looks around and says this is interesting as a newborn scientist cast I would not be allowed here in this part of the ship and which part of the ship is it Directly above us is the bridge. I see. Perhaps we should go there now. It looks like it is fighting a lot of pre-programmed instincts into it to be to say, no, I'm not allowed. And then it just nods and starts slowly... It doesn't have to actually no it wouldn't have to use stairs um it unfolds its wings because praying mantises do have wings i keep forgetting that and just sort of flies up all right well i keep pace so yep and on the bridge is a bunch of dead cacth and only a few dead other aliens and primo looks at the other aliens and says under normal circumstances, slave caste would not be allowed here. 
Can you identify the species they are from? Are you aware of any specific relation to the cats that they have? No. Only that their species were conquered and were saw fit for menial labor. I see. What sort of menial labor are they fit for? Mining, mostly. But on a ship like this, they would be in charge of taking care of the nobility caste's winds. They also would have been used as experiments for my caste should we need expendable subjects. Are slave revolts common on Cath vessels? No. In fact, it is, as far as I know, extremely rare. Especially since nobility caste would have to have been taken out first and quickly, or the pheromones would have driven warrior caste into a frenzy. Whoever led this slave revolt was extremely intelligent, cautious, and well-prepared, possibly also charismatic, if so many slaves were willing to risk their lives to free themselves. Among many humans, it is believed that to live as a free person, or incorrect. For many humans, it is believed that it is better to die as a free person than to live as a slave. Your species, does it... Not yours, obviously. My mistake. Humanity. Does it practice slavery? Yes, but... At the same time, it endeavors not to. It looks around on the bridge some more and says, What species does humanity enslave if there are no mass amounts of aliens on your planet? Itself. It also uses the efforts of less intelligent life forms, ones that are incapable of reasoning on the same scope. They, they do not qualify as sophos. It is quiet for a very long time before it says, a species that enslaves itself. Barbaric. Hmm. 
humans would also see a species that endeavors to control its own members and force them into one direction of existence to be suboptimal. There are, of course, groups of humans who carry out similar professions from one generation to another. However, their species is far too chaotic to assure optimization by solely relying on parentage. Um, do me a favor and roll rapport. And I haven't really statted out Prima, so except for like one skill, which is education, which is five. Uh, so I'm going to say that three is probably a good number to put Prima's will at. So I will go ahead and roll. I can't help but feel like the <laughs> alien insect that, well, okay, well, that's plus four <laughs> on the dice anyways, but I cannot help but feel that the alien insect that has trouble conceptualizing itself as an individual would not be exceptionally willful. Anyway, I, I did above average for my rapport, which was three. But... Uh, versus seven. Yeah. Well, yeah. There was no way I was catching up with that. All right. This this was essentially it trying to see something else in your words that you were trying to say, but uh, it, it 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 is Hon- too honestly I'm, I'm terrible at inference anyway. I was just every I said everything I meant. Yeah. No. But like uh, this this was more of a uh, this was more of a thing for Prima. Uh, I was going. I'll just say it right out out that right now when. You pointed that out. Uh, it was thinking about the use of pheromones on lesser castes and making them do what they want to do against their will, and how that is also a form of slavery. But uh, nope, it goes over Prima's head. Um, so Prima will then lead you off the bridge, and oh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't want actually want to ask Prima something while we were here. Okay. Want to ask if they can identify any. Uh, nobles or priests among the dead. It moves over to the captain's chair and says, Each captain is a priest. They are the ones responsible for our advancement, our culture. They dictate everything. So therefore... They get to dictate the ships. So, it, is there a body in the seat? Yes, there is a body in the seat. It looks a lot like I'll talk from uh, from five years ago. Mm-hmm. It is that is obviously the noble cast. Um, and then it looks around and says, "There are also noble casts." There, it points to one side of the bridge, and there. And it points to another side of the bridge. Usually, noble castes are not kept in such close proximity, but the bridge is an important part of the ship, so they make sure that 
no ill thoughts are brought forth on the bridge. Is it clear how they died? The priest cast was stabbed through the chest piece with a makeshift spear of some sort. Uh, the One of the nobles had their head bashed in, and then the other one, it looks like it may, they might have gotten to some sort of like ranged weaponry because there's like some scorch marks on their carapace. They appear to have been killed by improvised weapons. Some at very close quarters. Do you smell any alarm in any residual pheromones in this chamber? It wiggles its antennae a little bit and goes, I am uncertain what this is that I detect because I have not been given the knowledge of surprise or alarm from the higher castes. Presumably they wish us lower castes to think that they are invincible. They are wrong. And the evidence has presented itself. Although perhaps it is also that if your species follows anything in the vein of ants on Earth, then the pheromones of alarm would be similar to one another, but in unique to each independent colony. I am not certain. It starts to move off the bridge and leads you through the rest of the ship. There's living quarters for the nobility cast up towards the front and it looks in there and while very spartan in design uh it is very roomy uh there's and the further back you go the less like spacious they get they're all still very uh designed very spartanly the only one that is different is the nobility casts living quarters where it has a shrine to a cact that looks like a resplendent moth of some sort. These quarters appear to differ in size. Is that because the casts also differ in size? Somewhat. When we get further back to the warrior casts quarters, they will grow larger again but proportionally, they would still be smaller. Are you aware of why higher castes require more space for sleeping? No. There is a common human practice that mirrors this, in which those who are wealthy will occupy more space for themselves. Not because they require the space for any activities, but simply to show that, show to others, that they are wealthy enough to waste otherwise valuable cubic meters. It just stands there looking at it at one of the rooms and says, perhaps 
my species is more similar to yours than I initially thought. And then it moves through the ship. It reaches the eating the eat like the area where they would eat. Uh, there's not any food here that is uh, any good anymore. You assume, like it's either all been eaten or destroyed uh, from the slave revolts. Um, a bunch of areas where it looks like they would should be places where a cax can simply relax have been destroyed uh, and it moves through the hatchery area where you found Prima I have been meaning to ask to bring ants into this once again ants on earth are capable of hatching eggs or of, of hatching all of their various castes from otherwise identical eggs they do so by varying the circumstances of the egg's incubation. Temperature, humidity, etc. Is that the same for your species? Yes. Nobility cast lay and fertilize the eggs. Temperature, humidity, other variables such as how much vibration goes through the egg during incubation come into play. From there, they are separated into the cast that they will hatch into, and then the larval and pupal stages are brought here, and it gestures towards the honeycombs. From there, incubation is mostly the same, except for time. Warrior casts take the least amount of time, despite their size because they are the simplest. They do not have as many psychic abilities as the other castes, even workers. However, they make up for it in their pure, raw strength and their resilience to pain. After that comes worker, then scientist, then noble, then finally Clergy. Understood. I imagine the need for immediate replacements is another reason why Warrior Cast takes so little time to incubate. Correct. But you do, of course, realize that this means that the genetic makeup of all cats, of all casts, is within you. I am aware, but I was hatched to be a scientist. To progress our species in ways that are beneficial to the Confederacy. Indeed. However, in many species, it is possible for the genetic expressions that lie within their chromosomes to change over time. It is a process called epigenetics. Could it not be that though you were born as one thing, you possess the capability to expand beyond that one thing, even on a genetic level? Such a thing has not been attempted. 
on my species, as far as I am aware, as far as they have taught me from my incubation. It could be possible, it could be impossible, I cannot say. However, you are a scientist. Experimenting is your purpose. It is. And it looks around at the dead slaves and looks back up at you and says, I believe that if most species do not like this life, I will have to find subjects that would be acceptable in another manner, even if it is only a subject of one. You should also remember to take care of that subject, if it is the only one you have. I do not plan to grievously harm myself, Nanite Colony number 11. I will hold you to that. go find Felix. This is probably like the day after the last time I was the focus of anything. Just want to go track his ass down. You out on patrol? You at home? Where you at? What what day is it? Like is it a Thursday or like a weekday or a weekend or what? Oh my god. I'm gonna roll a d7. <laughs> that sounds fair. Uh, One is a Monday. Because the week starts on a Monday. It's Sunday. Okay. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. If it had been a weekday, I would have been in class. So, I don't know. I'm probably just... Probably just at my parents' house. Still trying to figure things out. Yeah, right. I'm gonna knock on Felix's front door. His dad answers it, and uh, he takes one look at you, it's it's like half a second and he turns around and goes Felix, Felix! Hey Robin. Hi. I can just come in. I imagine he's in a bit of a state right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's, come on in. Just wandered my way up to Felix's door. Sunshine? I come in? Yeah, I'm in here. Hello. Felix is just laying in his bed in his jammies. <sighs> Hey, I'm real sorry that I just bolted on you back there. No, I totally get that. That was a lot. That was a lot at once. Kind of wish you had stayed there and just, like, hung out with me and we could work through that together, but I also completely understand you just needing to not be there. So was it Nevada? Was I right? It was, in fact, the bunker, and Penny came and found me. I did tell her not to do that. She told me you told her not to do that. I figured you just needed the space. I did, but 
I also either should have brought you or should have stuck around long enough to get you in a position where we could talk. That wasn't good of me. Hey, it was not rational decision-making time. You're right, but that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. So, I'll do better. No, it's... It's a completely understandable reaction. Honestly, if I had the ability to not be there at that exact instant, I probably would have chosen the same thing. See, so I should have taken you with me. Look, we're going to go in circles no, here. I needed to be there, because otherwise it was just going to be zero there, and that was... That wouldn't have gone great. It would just be zero and Penny trying to deal with Gary, with two Garys, and there is no universe where that goes okay. Wait, hold on. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, we're gonna get back to, like, having a Felix jam here in a second. Penny was there. Yeah. What? Like, the whole time? There was a little part where she just kind of zoned out, but, yeah. I didn't really question that, because I was kind of mentally trying not to be there also. Okay. Why? She was there with me in the bunker. Well, this is a whole new mess. This is just a brand new kind of fucked. Okay, How many of so... <sighs> Alright. We're gonna have a talk with her later. We're gonna put that away for now. Because we have we have this prior thing to deal with. Is the second zero? Go- Wait, like there are like multiple copies of him. Zero <laughs> can have as many of itself as it wants. That's and I that's make copies of myself sometimes. But am I the only one who is just me? I don't know. Your dad was kind of a mad scientist. <sighs> he. He's a mechanical engineer, though. He's not, like, chemical engineering or Are you sure you're not anything. a robot? I have bled? I don't know. Maybe you're really, really, you're a really convincing android. You don't know? I ha- okay, okay. So, I broke an arm really, really bad <laughs> during this one job. I've seen my okay. own bones. Uh, alright, alright. Cannot rule out the possibility of a second Robin just somewhere out there, though. Because apparently okay. it's a thing. Apparently it's a thing. Speaking of, so, going back to the first second, how are you doing about Gary? I don't know. I'm happy that he's back, but I'm also confused that he's back. Like, I I still don't know what's up with the two versions. There's some kind of multi-dimensional time travel thing that I, to be completely honest, don't get. I I don't even want to try. That's way outside my wheelhouse. Yeah. I am not that kind of smart. There's an old Gary, and then there's a Gary that's just been living in Japan for five years. And I just incredibly rude that he didn't bring us a souvenir. All right. Agreed. Like, I know he just got his memory back, but he also, like, had a period where he had to come back and, like, mm, I'm gonna, like, hit a gotcha pond or something on the way back. Out of that 
God, what's what's that place called? It's the it's the novel. Don Quixote? Yeah. He could have gone to Don Quixote and like gotten us something weird. Right. That's what I'm saying. Just rude. Okay. Yes, we absolutely have to get on his nuts the next time we see him. <laughs> uh I I guess this sort of thing happens a lot, but you don't really consider it's gonna happen to you personally. Well, they say a lot, but, like, you've heard about superheroes coming back, and then supervillains come back, and... But I mean, I... I guess... I, I kind of held that hope, but it was, like, five years. The only people... Here we go again. The only people who have ever died on me, I have had a long time to mourn, and just... Maybe not be okay with their deaths, but, like... like you close that Internalize them? Yeah. That's what I, like, if it had been just like a year, maybe two years, but uh, five years, that book was closed and put away and it was collecting dust on a shelf. That's, that is less than one-fifth of my life. No, opposite. Fractions work the other way. That is more than a fifth of my life. Right? Like, it's, it's like, not like he has control over it. I I don't want to sound like I'm blaming him, but I'm not. But it's just like, it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to have him just suddenly come back. And if it's just been the one, Gary, like, that was a lot. But I could hand, I could I had a handle on Gary's back, and he's old now. Okay. And then young Gary comes in, and it's just like, plate too full. God, like, honestly, honestly, younger Gary is easier to deal with for me. Like, obviously not in that in that first moment, but he's so much more the Gary that I remember that it's... I, I mean, I know I'm still going to be super weird about him, and I've already told him that, but I can at least, like, I feel like there isn't this massive gulf between us. He's he's still my Gary Archer. Yeah, old Gary keeps talking about making universes and I don't even know where to start yeah. on that. Like like he, yeah, like I I can do all these like crazy sometimes apparently impossible things at significant personal cost, but that's like that's god shit. I can't relate to God shit. I mean, he, I think he... I, I don't know. Everything is kind of a blur. I think he mentioned something about not being able to do that now, since he's here. Not... He, he didn't say he can't do it. Well, he, he can't, but not, like, physically can't. It's if he does it, he's going to get attention from things that are on the librarian's level, and he doesn't want to deal with that and he doesn't want to subject Earth to that. But, like, making a whole... You know, the amount of energy in that that it would take to do that is just unfathomable to me. I can't... I literally can't process what it would take to make... Unless... I, 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 had, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think... Like, if you can make a universe, how is the librarian even a threat? It's just like a gnat. Yeah, I don't get that either. I don't know if... That thing and everything on its caliber are 
extra-dimensional beings and the librarian that we encountered is just like how it presents within three-dimensional space. But maybe it's, it's maybe making a universe is a lot less complicated. Maybe it's just like planting a seed. I mean, oh my god. I mean, what what's what else is the Big Bang, right? You just have like this massive quantity of mass energy. and energy in one spot and then something triggers it to all explode and start expanding outwards you just all you need is an infinite space to put everything in which can be which is empty until that moment so just an infinite empty space there's no mass in there and then the massive seed and then all you, i guess you got to do is just like poke it and everything starts I, guess I still can't fucking imagine doing that. An outside perspective, outside of a universe, time would be mostly meaningless, so you could just dip in and out on whatever point on the timeline of that particular universe, but, like, the energy required to even... Like, do you gather that? Do you... I... I... This is not the point of what we're... don't understand it. It's a lot. He is a lot. God, I hope other, like, the multiverse carries don't start showing up too. Oh my god. If Lime shows back up... Wait, hold on. Grumbungus is also still here. Wait, hold on. Wait, Grumbungus can steal youth. And he's the offshoot of our Gary, they're like right next to each other in like the, the, the quantum position stuff. Couldn't old Gary just steal all the youth out of Grumbungus and then just be normal again? But then how would we tell them apart? Do we put like a bandana know. on one? At least, at least the old one would be able to like complete a sentence in less than five minutes. Everything about this is just bonkers. Yeah. I I think it's gonna take a while for the both of us. Just gotta sit down and sort this out. Just like a little bit of at a time, just process what's happening here. What do we do with the statue? <laughs> I I think that's up to him? I think if he feels weird having a statue commemorating his death, we take it down. But otherwise, it's just an opportunity for him to jack himself off about what a big damn hero he is. You know he won't pass that up. Maybe we repurpose it. Maybe we, like, paint it like a clown and put it outside of McDonald's. <laughs> oh my god. No, he won't stand for that. He, he will commit his first, well, second crime and steal it. <laughs> and, and he'll put it on top of my house. He would. Is what he'll he would do. absolutely do that. So, no, we absolutely cannot repurpose it. We either have to destroy it or leave it exactly as it is. What if we disguise it really well, like a gorilla costume and just put it out of car dealership? So he doesn't know it's there. <laughs> 
Yeah, but then just all of a sudden there's this giant T-posing gorilla that's shown up at a car dealership. He'll know. Somehow he'll know. Oh, they love that kind of shit. I don't think we're going to be okay with this right away. No. No, we don't have to be either. It's a lot. It's a lot. We should really have therapists. There absolutely needs to be, like, therapists for supers. Is there not? Like, maybe we should look into that, actually. Maybe? Pull some money from the charity fund. Like, as bad as that sounds, but, like, this is something we can't... We need to deal with this, and maybe that's the best way. I mean, if I'm if I'm being super real here, I'm still very much not okay with L.A. Yeah, I think maybe all of us need some therapy. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a thing, but if it's not, I guess we should. I don't know. Talk to Blackmore. I mean, this isn't like a completely out there thing. Like, feelings of loss and dealing with that, and it's like that's a normal thing that people go through. This is just a little bit, you know, it's a little bit uh, different from that, but not too different, I guess. I don't know. I Therapy, though. I don't know. Therapy, though. At least someone else like to vent to might help, you know, just... I mean, <laughs> that's that's us. Well, like somebody else, though, who can sit there and go, yeah, that is completely weird and fucked up. You are totally correct in these feelings. I guess it would be validating to have somebody with, like, a degree in mental health tell you that it's okay to be highly disturbed by this. Right? Like, you know, not for nothing. It feels real good to have you, the most wonderfulest normalist guy that I know, tell me that what I'm feeling is in fact a normal human thing. But it might hit a bit different if it was someone with, like, like a training PhD. and experience. <laughs> yeah. Like someone who deals with weird shit says, yeah, this is in fact some weird shit. You are correct. We'll look into it. Do you want to just sit here and watch movies for a while? I'd be down for that. I um, something fun and lighthearted. Yeah. Sort of like half talking about this. I don't want you to think I've just like dropped this. Um, so my contact who does like all the information gathering stuff, she's been out of the country on like big business for a couple months. She should be getting back soon. And then I'll have her look into the Tiffany situation. I... One benefit of this whole Gary thing is that that momentarily was pushed out of my mind completely. I'm, I'm sorry for bringing it back then. No, it's... it's. Get that figured out too. On top of the, this other stuff. Pick a movie, I'm gonna go get some snacks.
So like, halfway through the movie, just kind of completely out of nowhere, Robin just kind of blithely doesn't take their eyes off the screen, says aloud, By the way, I think I might be flushed for Penny. Hmm. Hmm. Just like on, on top of all the other shit that I got. Yeah. I can see that. Gee, Robin. Why does Mom let you have two girlfriends? I... Who's the first one? The second Penny. There's apparently <laughs> two pennies I was making a joke. Fuck. <laughs> Look, the plot of this is so engrossing, I forgot about that conundrum. Okay, I'm sorry for bringing it up then. You know, at this rate, you're not going to have to turn this game into Monster Hearts, Colin. Gary thing and then I've got close of session things for both of them but that's for the close of the session okay uh what's the old Gary thing you want to do well he's he's going to DHEA headquarters we've got to resolve that okay uh, I guess since like that was partly my idea do you want me along with you know what? we haven't had much time yeah sure all right particularly if they've like moved or anything or have a like a new HQ Kalon, do they have a new HQ? No, they don't. It's the same. Excellent. It's the same building, the big, the biggest one in the city. Yeah. So, uh, you arrive at DHEA HQ, uh, and they look at you and they're like, um, "Hi, welcome back." Um, I, I, uh, yes. Um, I need My man to speak wants to his arm back. I was going to speak to... What was her name? Um, she was important. Used to talk... Used to moan at us a lot. You're going to have to be more specific, sir. We don't know who you're talking about. Ah, um, um... Sandok, you, you remember. Miss Director Cook? Uh, I... Wish, was that her name? Something Cook. What was the first uh, name? Yes. Carol... Catherine? Carolyn Cook hasn't worked with the DHEA in... over five years. She used to hate my tea posing. Oh yeah, she did for sign. I don't really keep up with your organization. Where's my man's arm? Blue man wants his arm back. Yeah, you guys have my arm. Underarmed guard, in a vat. Sir... I just run the desk. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, um, I'm, you, you, I'm Megala. You, you yes, I, I know, I know that much. Okay, I need to speak to someone senior. Okay, that's that I can do. That I can help you with. And he calls, uh, he calls up the chain of command and uh, down. Is it Haley? Third of the Blue Man group is here to see you. 
you know, if we do get a third carry, we really could have a blue man group. Or there are four of them. There is technically a fifth Gary in the city, remember? <laughs> oh, God. But is he blue? Black and blue man group. No, no, he's pure black. <laughs> Alright, and uh, eventually down the elevator walks a... Uh, I don't know if you ever met him. I think he might have been a thing after you died, but it's a bald man with, like, glassy... Like, glossy white eyes, uh, blue tattoos going all down his body, wearing the uh, outfit of a DHEA officer with, like, the silver... Uh, with like the silver coloring instead of the gold that denotes the like the like the director, uh, and he walks up to you and just clasps your hand and says and says Megalad, welcome back to the land of the living. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. Um, hey, Bradford. Yes. Um, uh, yes, uh, names. Yes, I'm I'm Megalad, and you are apparently Bradford. Yep, um, Bradford Arlen. I'm regional director of the upstate New York chapter of the DHEA. Okay. What happened to... What's her name? Was it Haley? Haley McKay? You wouldn't really deal with her anymore. She's most... She's mostly delegated to younger, underage superheroes. Okay. You kept her in charge of the teens. Yes. Anyway, um... You guys have my arm. Where's my arm? Uh, I need you to roll me rapport. Oh, that thing I have no points in. Yeah. You need to beat a five. That's impossible unless you use, uh, unless you roll really well and then use fate points. I got unless two so I, I have a plus one in it. No, no you don't. Oh, uh, well, you do have a plus one in it, but also... I have two free plus ones. You, you rolled like garbage. So, uh... So, he says, I'm sorry that information's classified. It's my arm? You don't own it? Listen, I need it to is my arm listen, burial. Listen, listen, I love, like, he kind of gets quiet. He's like, listen, I 100% agree. That's bullshit that what, that what they're doing. Like, I, but literally, this is coming from above me. I cannot give you access to your arm. This is orders coming from above me. Uh, well, I probably need to, they probably owe me an explanation if nothing else. Um, yes, explanations. Always helpful. Um, I need to speak to whoever's in charge of my arm. Uh, that would be you. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not in charge of it anymore. Because you see, Bradford does laugh at that. If if Sundog said that out loud, I did. Okay, uh, he says that would be Director Calvin Eskridge. But uh, the thing about Director Eskridge is that he doesn't meet people unless he wants to meet people. Hmm. Well, he's kind of an asshole in that regard. Is there, I, I don't um, Well, don't, you don't have to meet him. Could you at least send like an official inquiry as to the possibility of Gary being returned his arm? 
I mean, I can try, but Eskridge is a an extremely stubborn man with a lot of fingers and a lot of different pies and and I can't I can't guarantee that he'll even dignify that with a response to me honestly he might considering I'm a regional director but he might also just let that sit forever and never and won't tell me why until I go down there in person and tell him and like I said he doesn't see anybody he doesn't want to see um so it's really easy to sneak by him. Sundog, Sundog. I know that's a joke, but absolutely not. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Kiddo. Whatever you say. Um, does Director Eskridge at least work with which office is he in? Is it this one? No, no. Eskridge hates Halcyon. Eskridge tries to avoid Halcyon as much as possible. I believe he mostly works in DC. DC, DC. Um, okay. Sundog, I have an idea. Do you trust me? Uh, that's a complicated question right now, but the short answer is yes. Excellent. Before, before you say anything, I should. you probably should not discuss this plan in front of me. I, I haven't discussed any plan in front of you. Yeah, right, but I'm saying you probably shouldn't. You should probably leave before you start discussing anything. Right, so don't discuss the plan for Gary to remotely control his own arm to have a daring escape. I don't think I'm... Can I do that? I mean... Interesting idea. We'll shot. call that Plan Z. Plan Z. Plan... Option B. Okay, fine. I have Again, a, you should not be discussing this in front of me. It'll be funny. I have job duties like that seen, I am responsible for. And you ever seen you, the Adams family? It'll be like I that. Don't, I, I don't think it's lawful for you to have my arm. I'm pretty sure that's unlawful. If anything, this would be a heroic act. Okay. Again. Please stop discussing things in front of me. I have to report them. I don't want to, but I have to. Please leave the building. Okay, fine, 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 fine. You tell your bosses about their unlawfulness and that I'm after my arm. We just discovered, we just discussed, like, the hilarious possibility of his arm just getting up and walking around on its own, on its fingers, like the thing from the Adams family. Oh, cousin, it was the hairy one, not the arm. Yeah. Ah, references. Perhaps if I get them right. Okay, so uh, are you um, leaving goodbye. the building or... <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Ah, we forgot to make a hand joke. Damn it. You made several. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. If, we, if you okay. think of any as we leave, you can yell them at him. No, I'm not going to... Okay, he said, he said not to... Okay, I can't yell this way at him because if we do go back and break in your... Uh, if we do, you know, form like a daring heist group and steal your arm back, we can call it the hand job. <laughs> I am once again petitioning you, Colin, to grant me admin powers. <laughs> Make me god of this universe that I may smite the enemy. Okay, alright. Let's keep it rolling. 
Okay, uh, okay, um, so we... A bit of... A bit of... Did I mention I have visions, still? Uh, besides the arm thing? Like, yes. it came up during the arm thing, but I thought that might just be because it's part of you. Oh, uh, no, I, I can still do that, except this, now, it doesn't do me, so, bonus. Um, yeah, where, where the heck is, I forgot his name already. Eskridge. Um, Eskridge, thanks, voice in my head. <laughs> uh, go ahead, it's difficulty three this time. Hey, yes, you made exactly. it. Alright. Um So Calvin Eskridge is currently working in his office in Washington, DC. Okay. And then because I have fate points to spare. Let's use a let's just make a portal. I spend a fate point to appear somewhere where someone I've known or have seen in a vision is, or somewhere I know about. And I figure office in DC and I've seen them in a vision, I'm there. Yep. Alright. Um, I'm going to hold on to Ape and hope this... well, not Ape, um, Sundog. Yes. Holding Sundog. Where are we going? Um... Have you ever seen the uh, capital of your country? I've been to the Smithsonian a couple times, yeah. Okay, excellent. Then it's pretty much like that, except nothing like that. We are we just gonna dump, dump into his office because that's a exactly, very good way to get shot. I think that's exactly what we've just done. Oh, you've just done it. Okay, yeah. Alarms start going off. Eskridge immediately stands up and uh, open and fires. Uh, so I need you to roll me something to not get shot. Oh, I just throw up a hard me. light because I like immediately realized what was going to happen. Oh, are you asking? No, I'm asking Gary. Okay, um... A cosmic shield, please. Are <laughs> you shoot to defend against physical projectiles. Okay, yeah. You, you, don't, oh, you don't need to spend a fate pointer for that. Oh, I don't. Excellent. All right. Even better. Okay. I blast them. All right, roll blast. It's a tie, so what happens with the tie is that he, as the attacker, gets... A, an aspect that he can use to that he can invoke for free later and uh, only once it disappears after invocation and it can be used for a plus two or re-roll or any of the usual spend a fate point invoke stuff uh, do, do you mind I'm here to talk not to Gary what the fuck um he immediately you're a hard man to find by any other means he uh he pushes a he pushes a button on his uh desk and says we have a situation code red in my office situation code red in my office i'm not here by choice you have you have my arm he's going to shoot again by the way he is this is not the good the best way to do these things so uh go ahead and roll something to defend another tick so you need to mark the first physical stress box on your, uh, on your okay. thing. Uh, could, you, could you stop that? You're just creating more universes. <laughs> uh, Technically, he's creating universes whether or not he shoots you. <laughs> we all are. According to my understanding of the... I'm not okay. here by choice. I don't know why I've said that already. <laughs> I'm, like, hiding behind a chair. Yeah, uh, so... 
Go ahead and roll rapport. He's gonna roll uh, will. So you need to beat a five on rapport. I'm not sure I can do that with a plus one. Yeah, you can. But you can tie it. No, I can't. No, you can't. That's a zero. That's a zero. He completely uh, defends against uh, your reasonable. You know this. You know this isn't legal, right? You have my arm. He like seriously, Namtap. This is not going to work. You might want to get out because uh, at this point, you hear you hear troops coming down the hallway to intercept and help him. I'll be back. I know. I know where you work. What the fuck, Gary? Don't say that to him. I'm the hero here. I disagree. <laughs> I will allow you to just portal out again. Really sorry about this. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? He's got my arm. I Yeah, but you did kind of burst into his office. What the fuck? Are we gone? Are we not in his office anymore? We're not in his office. Gary! I don't... Is, what? Because you try and do things the right way and then... You this realize is not why the we right have... way! <sighs> well, I guess I'm going to have to switch for a favor. Uh, you're not bothering Switch right now. They have enough to deal with besides stealing your arm back. I think Switch trusts the DHEA with my arm about as much as I do. Particularly if they <sighs> won't tell me what why they have it and a layer of secrecy. They... I don't know, probably so other people don't just like, like a supervillain doesn't get a hold of it and start poking at your multiverse hum It's thing. in a vat. You don't put things in a, you don't put things in a vat if you're not doing something Maybe that's to keep it. it from rotting, my man. Just let it die then. Fair enough. Uh, well, this got a lot more complicated than I wanted. Get, get um, it, get it a little bit. Thanks for the help. Okay. So next time, we're going to discuss before you just portal into a very angry man's office. Can't trust that guy. Can't trust the THEA. I feel like his response was entirely reasonable. God. Did he get a look look at my face? God. He probably... Wearing your mask. Yeah, so he absolutely knows where who I am. Okay. You're with me. Of course he knows who you are. Yeah, I know. All right, all right, all right, all right. Christ. All right. I'm just going to walk over to the DHEA and be like, okay. So, I'm just going to make this simple. I would like to formally apologize for my friend's actions. Bradford Arlen is, like, sees you coming in and, like, it meets you down at the elevator, and he goes, Hi! Yes, I just got word from I Calvin didn't... Eskridge that Megalad and Sundog appeared in his office without warning and was talking about something about his arm. What I the hell no did... I had no idea that he was gonna do that. I swear up and I swear to God I didn't know he was gonna do that. I thought we were just gonna like go to DC. I didn't know we were going to be directly in his office. I did not know that. Just take a man's arm, no matter what your motive. Okay, it's still really rude to do that. It's yes. not your property. No, I mean that uh, portal into someone's office. Megalad, you, I don't know what your deal is and why you're old, 
but you, you can't just do that. You, you hey, just you understand can't. that supervillains exist, right? Like, that didn't slip your mind at some point? You understand why that might, might make someone jumpy? Especially in his line of work? He knows who I am. And he shot me, which means that without even talking, without even giving me you a fair warning... You broke into his office! And he's the law he's supposed to say freeze. Okay, and he, no. He didn't say freeze. That's not a thing. It's absolutely a thing. It's not. Maybe, okay, like, I can understand, like, a, a little bit on both sides here is like, yeah, I can understand maybe, like, verifying intent before you start opening fire, but also you fucking appeared in his office and started making demands. How many other blue people are there? There's one, me. At least four. Well, no, five. There's you, there's the younger Gary, and then there's the blue man group. <laughs> the blue man group, for the last time, they're not actually blue, it's paint. Bradford does start listing all of the superheroes that he knows of that are blue. Yeah, Megalad and young Megalad. And also Naga Fireball. There's the Boom Brothers. They're blue. Stop making up blue superheroes. I'm this not making funny. them up. There's the Azure Menace. <laughs> that that one is being made up, like out of character. That one's <laughs> why. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm saying like you're making it up on the spot. I know. Yeah, but we all know Azure Menace, Menace is actually more of a turquoise. He's blue. He's blue, and he's like a super villain. That's more of a sea color. Well, I'm blue. Anyway, I have a lot of work to do because apparently someone decided to break into my boss's office, and they are sooner or later. I'll just go where the arm is. God, please stop. Also, I would like to formally apologize to your boss about that. Please, please tell him I did not intend I will. that. Tell him. I will pay for not any damages. I can. What damages? It's, it's not. Bullets, my man! Oh, sorry. I will refund his ammo cost myself, but. I mean, that's, I, there's at least one hole in, in the wall of this office now. I'm, I'm going. I have a lot of work to do now. Somebody just created a lot of work for me and gives a glare at Megalad and then walks like, off. I, hold on, I, I gotta, I'm gonna tell the charity office to send him, like, a fruit and wine basket. <laughs> Alright, so... That disaster happened. You know, surprisingly, Hallmark in the year 2026 does make Sorry I've Broken to Your Office cards. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> Dear Mr. Eskridge, deeply sorry about the break-in. It was not my idea. I did not uh, consent to it. Gary, I, that Gary has been give back my arm card. floating in the <laughs> void for five years and apparently has forgotten many social standards. You Please accept hold an arm this gift of Georgia fact. peaches and a fine bottle of Merlot as a as a as an apology for any trouble we have caused. Please note that this is not a bribe. This is just an apology on my part. 
please, please, please do not arrest me. I really did not know he was going to do that. <laughs> he used to be a lot more supportive five years ago. <laughs> I... Five years ago, I was a miner and really didn't have to worry about prison. Yes, but since you left the mines, it's gotten a lot worse. <laughs> Fuck off! Fuck. I'm going home now. Try not to destroy any buildings on your way back to the base. I told you I learned control. Yeah, apparently not! <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe with your powers, certainly not any self-control. All right. Okay. So, I think that's a good time to move on to the end stuff that uh, that Namtav wanted to do. Okay, um, so a few hours have passed and young and old Megalad have created two doors in the base, one red and one blue, and each lead to a very minor pocket dimension with a little room in. And the doors are locked by, you know, dimensional energy that only they can access, of course, as you can imagine. Um, and then old Megalad in his room reaches into his pocket and takes out something. It keeps shifting shape and he places it into a box, a Faraday cage. And he, while doing it, is sort of nervously glancing upwards. Um, and then See, and then that's old Megalad. See, young Megalad. He is in a room talking to a certain somebody. Um, so thank you for agreeing to see me. Um, I know that. Well, I know that this must be complicated for you, and I understand that I was there when you started to fall but I missed what happened maybe if I'd been around things could have been different I could have stopped you in a better way or helped save you but that's over what's happened has happened and you're trying to do better as a result of it you're trying to be a better person than you were. And I realize we both, our fates are still tied to one another. You and I, you chose me after all to train that I could succeed your legacy and one day protect this city and protect the, this world when you are not available, but I'm still training. I still need help, and you are probably looking for a second chance. So, Mr. Smith, the capitalist, please, can you can you assist with my training again? I'll do my best, Gary. 
And that's my high concept for the young Megalad, heir to the captain list. Okay, so I feel like a bunch of stuff. I feel like a bunch of important stuff happened today. So it would be weird to not give you a significant milestone. Yeah, all right. I mean, I I'll accept it. I won't fight yeah. it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds neat. I love leveling up. Yeah. I'll have to level up and become powerful. Yes. Okay, um, I just need to think of, well, two. Well, I know what I'm using my miner on, at least. I'm just glad you're not making me have any kind of consequence for my actions. Oh! Yet. Oh. Trust me. I'm in on the stat sheet, which is the only important thing <laughs> for me. Oh, the, oh, oh, on the statue. Yeah, okay. That's... I mean, you can absolutely charge me a moderate or severe consequence. What else? Speaking of my minor milestone, I am switching contacts for empathy, so now contacts is back up at three. Hooray! You can actually use it again properly. Now, what's my new skill? I guess I can finally have both Empathy and Deceive on at the same time. Yeah. I'm going to use my skill point to raise, uh... You know, I'm gonna raise Empathy, is what I'm going to raise. Ooh. I've decided to regain Stealth after I had dropped it to gain Provoke earlier. Right on, right on, right on. As far as I can tell from my pyramid, I have to add a plus one skill for both Do. levels. Which I've not even finished it's, assigning all my plus fine. one just, skills yet. Just put a number next to it and you can figure that out later. My pyramid is real fucking fun looking now. It's more like a cliff. I'm also switching uh, provoke and rapport. Okay. Let's see. My pyramid, I'd have to buy a skill point, so what do uh, let's put drive back in there. I have a point Sun in dog drive mobile. Now. Sun dog mobile. Sun dog mobile. Sun, Sun dog, dog mobile. No, don't do it. <laughs> Think of the children. So now I can start moving stuff up next time I get a point. Yep, 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 yep. Callum keeps making me roll will, so I'll show him. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna swap stealth and rapport on old Megalad. Now I'll be able to talk to people. Yes, now. <laughs> Truly, this was the only thing stopping you. This was the only thing <laughs> holding me back, you're right. I don't feel I want any minor milestones for young. Oh, rip. Session over. Colin's mic is broken. Alright, so Colin has self-destructed, which means the job falls to me. Thank you, folks at home, for being here, listening to this. I had a good time today. I hope all my fellow players also had a good time today. I've never had fun in my life. <laughs> in character, I had a bad time. I had a good time. I'm more concerned with out of character in this moment. Then my time was adequate. Had an interesting time taking our first steps into the new, less plot-focused format of this. I liked 
how it felt, but also that it's definitely going to continue to evolve as we all get it figured out. Plot is now dead. Colin says he has a good. He had a good time. Colin says Wonderful. yes. All right. Good night, folks at home. Good night. We'll see you next time. Good night. You won't see us because this is all. Stop threatening our listeners! I swear to God. Good luck. <laughs> For now. Both of you. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, I'm back. Good night, everybody. Long. Wait. <laughs> He's back. Call I'm back. back. I'm back. All I had to do was just click the microphone thing again. Good night, everybody. Do you have any threats? No. The listeners? I love oh. all of my listeners. Thank you for listening. <laughs>